Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Hlaud, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. Fill in the blank. Cling to your, wait, cling to your, in the crucified and, because God loves, loves each of us, you, and I do too. Cling to your faith in the crucified and risen Lord, for God loves each of you, and I do too. I don't do it 100% of the time, but probably a good 85% of the time, That's how I end a sermon. Cling to your faith. Faith not in yourself, not in your own ability to accomplish the good work, but cling to your faith in the crucified and risen Lord. Cling to your faith in the one who was crucified, the lamb who was slain, the one who bore our afflictions, and also the one whom God raised from the dead. This idea of the resurrection is central to us as Christian people. And when from death I'm free, I'll sing on. I'll sing on. And when from death I'm free, I'll sing on. And when from death I'm free, I'll sing and joyful be. And through eternity, I'll sing on. I'll sing on. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, He rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father and He will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. The concept of the resurrection for us who believe in Christ is central to our faith. The Apostle Paul writes that without the, cru- without the death, re- death and resurrection of Jesus, our faith would be null and void. It's a concept, it's a, it's a proclamation that we as Christian people proclaim when we celebrate the sacrament of baptism, when we welcome new members. This creed of ours is a statement of faith. And sometimes these words, they roll off of our lips and off of our tongues. We're used to saying them. But these words have power and they have meaning for all who would believe. That this present age, that this present reality is not all that there is to this universe. That God could do the unthinkable. That God could do the impossible. That God could raise the dead. That God could bring new life new hope, new possibility into our world. 
And we proclaim that Jesus is the first fruits of that resurrection. Only the first fruit of what is to come in the new heaven and the new earth. Resurrection is something that we proudly believe in. But during the time of ministry that Jesus had on this earth, resurrection was something that was hotly debated. Resurrection was something that some believed in, but others couldn't. We know that the Pharisees were a group of religious leaders whom believed in the resurrection, but the Sadducees did not. And today in Luke chapter 20, we find a scene unfolding in the life and ministry of Jesus. Christ has headed into Jerusalem, into the holy city, and he's He's having questions thrown his way from left and right. If you have a Bible with a lot of red text, the letters of Jesus, there's lots of red text here in Luke chapters 21 22. And here we're told that a group of Sadducees come towards Jesus, and they come bearing a question. But we know that the Sadducees themselves do not believe in a resurrection. And yet they come posing this question to him about leave-right marriage, this concept from Deuteronomy, that if a man dies childless, his brother shall marry the wife to raise up children in a society and a culture of patriarchy where women were dependent upon men. It was necessary for someone to care for a vulnerable woman who was left without a spouse. The ultimate goal being that children would be born that could then care for the woman and provide for her security. But what they pose to Jesus here is pretty far-fetched and outlandish. The way that I think about this, it's like a classroom full of kids, right? Who have a substitute teacher. Has anyone ever served as a substitute teacher? Right? You know when you're a substitute teacher and you have those certain kids in the classroom, they're going to ask questions just to try to throw you off of your game. That's how I interpret these Sadducees who come towards Jesus. We don't even really believe in the resurrection, but let's go mess with the teacher. Hey Jesus, let's say that a man dies and leaves his wife childless. Well then the man's brother marries her, Well, and then there's seven brothers, and they all marry her, and they all die childless in the resurrection that we don't believe in. Well, whose wife will she be, Jesus? Come on, come on. This resurrection that you speak of, whose wife will she be? Jesus responds with words that have the power, I think, to either terrify us or to inspire us. Maybe a combination of the two. What Jesus says in response is startling for those who believe in the resurrection. Jesus responds by saying, you don't understand the very nature of resurrection. For in the resurrection, you will neither be given in marriage, nor will you need a spouse. For it will be a brand new creation. Last weekend, we celebrated all saints. We read the names of those who have died in our midst, in our congregation. Just yesterday, as I was preparing to preach, I received a phone call. 
Gene Scalf, a longtime member of Prince of Peace, passed away from a massive stroke in Denver. Her daughter had moved her out there to be closer to her in these final years and her later years of life. And as I talked to Julie, her daughter, I was informed that they would be flying her body back to Cincinnati sometime this week so that she could be buried in northern Kentucky next to her late husband. We take great comfort as Christian people in the concept that we will be joined once again to our loved ones in the life that is to come, don't we? We cling to that promise that we will once again be reunited with our spouses, with our relatives. And I can't begin to explain the mysteries of eternal life or resurrection, for I have not yet experienced that, and neither have you. But these words startle us, don't they? We won't need a spouse. It won't quite be the same. But I would like to offer up that maybe these words of Jesus were not meant to startle or frighten us, that we won't have the relationships of our loved ones in the life that is to come, but rather they are meant to inspire us, to turn our gaze heavenward, to ignite within us a holy curiosity for something that God would be doing. For what Jesus here is trying to communicate, I believe, is that the resurrection from the dead is not simply resuscitation. It's not more of the same. It's not being brought back from the dead to live the exact same life that you have now. Rather, Jesus is pointing to the reality that the resurrection is a brand new thing. It's a new reality. It's a new body. It's a new outlook. For the resurrection is the power of the gospel. That which was dead is now raised to new life. Not the old life, new life. In Christ's own resurrection, when He is raised from the grave by the Father, yes, He bears the marks of His suffering in His hands and His feet and in His side, but He is a new creation. We have the stories of Mary near the garden who can't recognize Jesus. The disciples who are dumbfounded by Christ in their midst. Jesus being the first fruits of this resurrection shows us that God is doing a new thing. And so for us who believe, we cling to our faith in that crucified and risen Lord and we hold on to the promise that we too who have been baptized into a death like His, will be raised into a new life like His. And so whatever it is that is causing suffering in our lives now, we cling to the promise that that too will be put to death and that God will give us new life. Resurrection is about more life, more healing, more love, more forgiveness, more inclusion, more grace more possibility than we could ever imagine. But this resurrection to new life is not just something that happens at the end of our earthly journey. It's something that God invites us into daily. To daily die to those things that rob us of our humanity, that pull us away from the promises of God so that we can be raised to new life. So Lord, help us to let go 
Help us to let die those things that would rob us of our joy. The lies we tell ourselves. The lies we tell others. The sin that draws us away from you, God. Put to death in us anything, anything that would diminish or cut down the beauty of your creation and raise us up to new life. Raise us up to new hope. Raise us up to new possibility. For with you, God, all things are possible. And so may you cling to your faith in the crucified and risen Lord, and may you know that resurrection is coming, for it is the power of all who believe. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.